Welcome to Luke 21 Radio, a broadcast explaining biblical prophecy in the tradition of St. Augustine. And now, from Greenville, South Carolina, here's your host, Steve Wood. Hello, this is Steve Wood, and welcome to Luke 21 Radio. We are studying the early church father, Hippolytus, who in 204 AD wrote the very first commentary on any book of Scripture, and his commentary was on the book of Daniel. He was a pioneer in Scripture interpretation. And today we're looking at actually two items from Hippolytus. Uh, We're going to try to squeeze two topics in here, but we're going to look at the 6,000 years of world history. But before we do, there's something staring us in the face from Hippolytus's writing that should give us great pause for about 90% of prophetic teaching in the Catholic Church today by your favorite theologians, your favorite apologists, your favorite broadcasters, your favorite conference speakers, about 90%. What am I talking about? This is something we need to really get a handle on. Last episode, we saw that Apollotus believed that were that democracies were going to become the basis of the Antichrist empire. And in our contemporary thinking, at least if you went to public school, you would be taught democracies are great and good, and we don't really know what a constitutional republic is, and so we might fall for something unless we're aware that this could be a weakness. But here's what you need to know about understanding biblical prophecy as a Catholic living today. The bulk of theologians and scripture interpreters and writers and theologians and media hosts are what I would call extreme preterists. Preterist means there's a historical basis for things like the book of Revelation and Jesus' teachings of the end times in the Gospels. Now, there is historical basis for these things, okay? not denying that, but an extreme preterist, which includes about 90% of those today who are speaking on biblical prophecy, will say almost all of the prophetic scriptures are talking about things in the first century, okay? And they are dead wrong, and they're teaching a serious and dangerous error. Why do I say that? It's because of section 675 of the Catechism of the Catholic Church, which reads as follows. Before Christ's second coming, the church must pass through a final trial that will shake the faith of many believers. This section, 675, is your prophetic litmus test for books, CDs, broadcasts, and conference speakers, all of them, all of them. Now, in my estimation, it takes approximately seven seconds to read, before Christ's second coming, the church must pass through a final trial that will shake the faith of many believers. And the danger is that the catechism is warning us that Prior to the future second coming of Christ, there will be a final trial that will cause many, many believers to be shaken in their faith and perhaps lose it at the most critical moment in human history because you'll be making decisions in time 
that will affect you for all eternity. And one decision in particular, and we don't get there yet, that will have, you just can't change your mind and decide that that was the wrong decision. Now, the catechism in section 675 has a footnote to Matthew chapter 24 and verse 12. I'm going to read that to you, but I'm going to also back up just a couple of verses, starting at verse 10, to put it in context. Matthew 24, verse 10, this is Jesus, and the catechism quotes Jesus to support 675. And then many will fall away. Many will fall away and betray one another and hate one another. And false prophets will arise and lead many astray, will lead many astray. And because wickedness is multiplied, this is verse 12, most men's love will grow cold. And most means at least a majority. And for love to grow cold means at one point you had to have a love for God that grows cold. You lose your faith. And this final trial is going to shake you up. And you think you're going to skate through this or this was actually an event like the Antichrist, the tribulation and the final trials. I'm not saying there weren't in the first century. I'm saying whatever happened in the first century and even before that were prophetic pictures of what is going to reach a culmination point in the end of time. That's the position of the Catechism of the Catholic Church. And now let's go back to Hippolytus, writing in 2004 A.D. And he basically takes the bulk of the prophetic scriptures, the prophecies about the Antichrist, the prophecies about the great apostasy and the great tribulation. He was living in 204. The events that happened during the 100s were living memory to him, living memory, okay? And he says all of these things, the Antichrist, the great apostasy and tribulation, and there's even new books coming out by your favorite Catholic authors that this all happened in the first century. Your favorite apologists are saying, this is first century, don't worry, be happy. Well, then Apollotus, who was writing in 204, must have missed the evening news. Now, I realize he didn't have the evening news, but the living memory of his parents, the living memory of those whose lives, his life overlapped. He must have missed it because he was writing 2004 and said it was yet future. He said the Antichrist and 10 democracies in federation with the Antichrist will bring intense persecutions in the future, in the future to 2004. And so the fourth beast in Daniel's prophecies was the Roman Empire that he was currently living in. He was right in the middle of it and said the Roman Empire would last about 500 years, and then these events were then to occur. He made a blipper. <laughs> you don't predict when the end of the world is, okay? And I have already said, you don't take anything in, uh, like the early church fathers about prophecy. It's just like totally correct, you know. But the idea is, as somebody who lived at the end of the 100s, knew what went on in the 100s a lot more than people writing in the 2020s do, a lot more. And they said it was future. And the Catechism Catholic Church said these things are yet future, and it's going to shake the faith of many believers. And just so you know, one of the reasons I'm doing this broadcast is so that 
people aren't blown away by the shock of what they were told happened in the past is yet in their future, okay? Now, I need to transition to a slightly confusing topic, but I'll try to keep it as simple as possible. Hippolytus believed that world history would last for one, for, excuse me, 6,000 years. And he based this belief on the scripture, Psalm 90, uh, which says, for a thousand years in thy sight are, are but yesterday when it is past. And also on 2 Peter 3.8, if he had a hold of that, I assume he did, where St. Peter wrote, do not ignore this one fact, that a day with the Lord is as a thousand years and a thousand years as a day. And what Apollotus did, it took the creation week, the six days of creation, and basically said that's the paradigm, the early picture, the outline, so to speak, of the 6,000 years of world history. And after the 6,000 years, there would be a special 1,000-year Sabbath day, an earthly paradise. And this is where the teaching within the early church of the millennium, the pre-millennium view, the millennium that occurs before the second coming. Well, excuse me, actually, they <laughs> there was difference. Uh, it wasn't actually pre-millennium view as we have today. Uh, for a number of the early writers, it was following the second coming. But nonetheless, what was happening? Hippolytus was certainly not alone in this. This was the predominant view in the early church, as far as I could find. And it didn't even start with the early church because it was a common teaching of the rabbis that the seventh day uh, would be a, a, a paradise with the Messiah. And according to Orthodox Jews, I think we're in year 5,781. So according to that scheme, there's 219 years left. Uh, I'm not following that chronology, but just thought I'd mention it. But in the Epistle of Barnabas, which was written in around the year 75, very early church writing, it wasn't the Apostle Barnabas probably, but somebody using his name, and this was common, take a notable church leader. Uh, Epistle of Barnabas taught the uh, 6,000 years of world history. Justin Martyr, one of the earliest apologists in the history of the Catholic Church, uh, believed this and taught this. Irenaeus and his great work against heresies in chapter 28, he taught this, and it went on for a good couple of centuries until, until St. Jerome and St. Augustine. And it's interesting, both Jerome and Augustine initially believed in the 6,000-year theory because it basically just had carried over from the Jewish view of the uh, earthly paradise, so to speak, of this world uh, with the Messiah's appearing, okay? Not a new heavens and a new earth, but it'd be kind of a, a millennial paradise of this existing world. And he says in his commentary, Jerome, and his commentary on Daniel, away then with a fable about a millennium. But he declared he had been delivered from Jewish opinions regarding the future. St. Augustine also initially believed in the one day with the Lord is as a thousand years, and so there'd be a kind of a seventh-day Sabbath after the preceding 6,000 years. And he says, quote, For I myself, too, 
once held this opinion. Uh, but he thought it was so carried away because they talked about just how much there was to eat and how much to drink. And he just felt it was totally immoderate and not really focusing on God himself. He goes, those who believe this type of thing are called the chilliest, in which we may literally reproduce by the name millenarians. It were a tedious process to refute these opinions point by point. We prefer proceeding to show how that passage of Scripture should be understood. And then St. Augustine goes through the book of Revelation, Jesus' teachings, First and Second Thessalonians, and basically brought me to the Catholic understanding of Catechism of the Catholic Church, 675, before the Catechism was written and before I became a Catholic. It was St. Augustine who formerly held to this thing. So uh, here you have, without question, the view that all of the things that the extreme preterists would say are descriptions of things that happened in the first century, all of these writers of the early church, as well as the catechism today, declare that this is yet future. And not only that, but it's future to a degree of persecution, of fiery trial that will shake the faith of many believers, the love of many many will grow cold. And that's why even as a part of catechetical instruction and baptismal instruction for converts, they wanted people to know about the final coming of the Antichrist. And that's why we're doing this broadcast. I'm Steve Wood, your host, and you've been listening to episode 241 of Luke 21 Radio. Luke 21 is a radio outreach of Family Life Center International. Visit us online at luke21.com.